1: Hello to everyone who is joining me on either YouTube or on Spotify Green Room. This is Philip Rossman Wright, the host of Locked On Magic. It's time for a live Locked On Magic mailbag. We're going to talk about position battles, heading into training camp, and a whole lot more. Let's dive into it right now. If you're on Green Room, you won't hear the music sting, but here it goes.
2: Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 23rd, 2021. This is this episode for September 24th, 2021, our last Friday Without Orlando Magic Basketball, the next time we talk to you, it will be Media Day on Monday, September 27th. Almost here. It's almost here. Our long, unsufferable nightmare of the short offseason is almost over. My name is Philip Rossreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore OMD. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to talk about the position battles and, and the finalization of the Magics. Uh training camp roster. We'll talk a little bit about some of the some of the things that I'll be watching here in the preseason as the magic begin to sort out their depth chart. Talk also a little bit about three-point shooting. And I'm doing this episode in the afternoon on Thursday, live on YouTube. We'll plan on doing these Thursdays at around 5 p.m. I'm also streaming as well on Spotify Green Room. So if you want to jump in and answer and ask a question, please feel free to do so. I am here to answer your questions all before the season starts, probably see me holding my phone up. If you're watching on YouTube to make sure our friends on Spotify, green room, can hear us. And if they can't, they can always subscribe to the YouTube channel. Before we do any of that though, I do want to remind you all, you can check out all the great podcasts on the lockdown podcast network by searching, we download podcast for lockdown and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here coming to line magic, with the true chain detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on a, any team in the NBA, but you want the lowdown, on say the Bay Rays, as they get set to make the playoffs, to, to head to the MLB playoffs, check out our friends at Locked On Rays. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college, too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On, name the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. This podcast also brought to you by pals at Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliable prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Auto.com and tell them Locked On send you. As people uh, continue to try and find us on the YouTube page or file into the Spotify green room, uh, I may pause to send out those links once again. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Magic finalizing their training camp roster. Um, your line of Magic this week signed Admiral Schofield, uh, finally. Uh, he was a player who the Magic had allegedly or reportedly targeted um, back in uh, back uh, during the season, back during regular season. Um, And and apparently there were some issues. Uh, 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 I I remember hearing that he, he struck, he did not pass the COVID protocols. Um, The magic, do finally have him on the roster? And I would put him as a decently solid candidate to get one of the magic's two-way contract spots. The Magic still have one two-way contract spot to fill, but Schofield also represents the 20th player to sign with the magic for their training Mm -hmm. camp. And you're only allowed a maximum of 20 players uh, on, on your training camp roster. So, um, Obviously, the Magic are full. Um, you know, there's some people buzzing that maybe J. Cole was going to join the Magic since he is a former professional basketball player um with, with the NBA Africa League. But no, J. Cole was just in town getting set first concert on Saturday. Um, he was invited to play, do do a little pickup run with the Magic. He is not joining the Magic. The Magic roster is currently full. But now we have, you know, what what what's interesting about that is, is now we have a really good idea of what the Magics um what the Magic's depth chart kind of looks like. Um, that is not an easy thing to, to to do right now, but not an easy thing to sort out. There's a lot of questions still remaining about the depth chart, but here's what I have, and, and I posted this on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I'm working on an article, and it will be posted probably in the morning with some of these position battles with a little bit more detail on what to expect from them. But here's what I have currently for the starting lineup. Feel free to disagree. Feel free to jump in the comments and tell me how wrong I am. Right now, I have Marco Fultz as my starting point guard with Jalen Suggs next to him at shooting guard. I have Gary Harris slotted as the starting small forward, Jonathan Isaac at power forward, and Wendell Carter at center. This is, again, assuming everyone is healthy. Behind them, I have Cole Anthony, RJ Hampton, Terrence Ross, Chuma Okiki, and Mo Bamba. Franz Wagner right now is my third string small forward, but that's probably more to make my graph look good. Um, I probably put Terrence Ross as the backup two ahead of RJ Hampton and Franz Wagner as the backup three, but... Already, you can see uh, one of the big issues. Um, Robin Lopez, I currently have third uh, on my center depth chart with Michael Carter-Williams and Moore, kind of filling out the main roster spots. Um, you can already see then uh, some trouble, uh, some, some issues with the Magic's lineup, with the Magic's roster, with the Magic's uh, uh, depth chart. They are really thin at small forward. It's not that they're really thin at small forward that they don't have people who can play small forward. Um, but they've got a little bit of a mess uh, in the middle of their lineup that that they're going to have to sort sort through. And I think this is gonna, honestly one of the bigger questions the Magic face this training camp is, is who's going to start at small forward? Are you starting Jalen Suggs at point guard and sliding Gary Harris over to you? Are you even going to start Gary Harris? I, I do think Gary Harris is going to start. Um, I, I think the Magic want at least one veteran in that lineup at all times. The small forward position, though, it is really, really, really tricky for this Magic team, I think. Um, I think that it is um, – I don't think that it's clear-cut what the Magic are ultimately going to do here. Um, you have options. I mean, options are a good thing, um, and I don't think they're bad options. If it's Gary Harris, it's Gary Harris, and I think Gary Harris can play really, really well. Obviously, he's got questions that he's got to answer, and and he's got to get back to a certain level of play that he was at before. You've got Chuma Okiki, who I think can play small forward. Um, I, I know the Magic were really determined not to have him play that position last year, um, but I really think that Chuma Okiki – can step in and play the small forward position. Um, But you could easily see Jonathan Isaac there. You could easily see Franz Wagner there. You could easily see Terrence Ross there. I don't think we should throw Terrence Ross out of the conversation as a starter. But no matter how you slice it, that forward rotation between the three and the four is going to be really tricky. You obviously have three guys you all want to play. And Jonathan Isaac, Chuma Okiki, and Franz Wagner. The thing is, all three of those guys probably better fit at power forward who can play small forward. So again, this isn't an issue that you don't have guys who can play the position. Between Terrence Ross, Gary Harris, R.J. Hampton, uh, Jonathan Isaac, Franz Wagner, and Chumo Kiki, you have six guys that can play two spots. There um, are five guys that can play two spots or whatever whatever the number is. Or it is six. It is six. Um, you have the versatility, and versatility is a good thing. It's, it, it, it's not a bad word to say that a, a team is versatile, that a team can do a whole bunch of different things. Um, but I do think that the Magic are in this weird spot where they they don't really know who's playing the three. And, and so much of this is going to be determined by what happens at other positions. Do you start Jalen Suggs at point guard? That would slide Gary Harris over the two and and free you to start Jumo Kiki alongside Jonathan Isaac. Do you start Markel Fultz at point with Jalen Suggs at the two? That slides Gary Harris over to the three and, and and sorts that out. There's no perfect answer here. Um, and I think a lot of this is going to be determined by what happens in camp, both Markel Fultz with his health uh, and, and whether he's able to step up and whether he or whether he's even ready to play and, and when he's ready to play. Um, but a lot of this is going to get sorted out in camp over who's going to start at this forward position and, and where this all kind of falls. Or maybe it won't because we don't know if Jonathan Isaac is ready to play. We don't know if Jonathan Isaac will be back in the lineup and that will determine who the Magic ultimately starts small for and ultimately how the Magic integrate a player like Jonathan Isaac into their rotation once again. Again, these are all hypothetical questions because the starting lineup on a team like the Magic is going to be very, very fluid. I don't think you do anything matchup dependent. I don't think you do anything by committee. You need consistency in the lineup. Um, I do agree with Steve Clifford and his philosophy there that you need that players need reliability. They need to know who they're playing with. They need that change should be change should come. I think Steve Clifford was sometimes a little too slow to change when change was obviously needed. Um, But you you do need to give things time and you do need to give players some comfort and ability to develop um, within lineups, within within playing groups. And obviously injuries can throw a huge wrench into that. So small forward, I think, is obviously one of the big areas that I think that the Magic have uh, some room to grow and some room where they have to have to make some changes and really evaluate things. This this uh, this training camp and this training camp to go a long way. To to uh, support these, um, I'm seeing a speaker request on our Spotify green room page. Um, so let's hear from Ian Bradley. Ian, what's up, man?
0: Hey, hey Phil, thanks for uh, thanks for taking my request. Uh, Long time listener to the podcast. Really appreciate uh, all the good work you do, and, and love listening to the podcast and reading
1: your stuff on on No Magic Daily. Appreciate Thank it, man. Love. One thing you mentioned
0: uh, a few times when you, you know, in the in the podcast is RJ Hampton kind of struggled uh, during summer league at the, at the three, What what is your thought on, on him playing more of that this year? Do you think he's, I mean, I, I think you've said he's going to have to, but uh, what do you think he needs to do to, to make that adjustment?
1: You know, I think the biggest thing for me and, and for those, you know, I, I am hold, trying to hold my phone up to my microphone for those watching on YouTube um, I, I'll I'll clean this up in post for the actual podcast. Um uh, sorry for the technical talk there, Ian. Uh, before I get to your question there. Um, but um, you know, one thing that I think RJ has to do to play the three, and obviously he's got the, the height now. I think the height was the first concern, but he's got the height now. Um, I think the big thing is just adding strength. Um, I felt like, you know, and, and the magic got put into some tricky matchups for him to kind of experiment with the three uh in summer league. Um I you know having to play a Jonathan Kuminga like Franz Wagner got pushed around by Jonathan Kuminga at the 4 so everyone's going to deal with this kind of strength issue. Um Hampton's just got to put on some muscle and be able to take some some punishment and, and and match physicality. I mean and and I think that's a fair thing to say for any young player. Um you know as they're developing is uh, can they take the physical beating? Can they take the physical pounding that comes with playing in the NBA? Um, it, it, you know, it's something we still talk about with Jonathan Isaac. It's something we still talk about with Mo Bamba is you've got to be able to kind of handle the, uh, handle, handle that aspect of, of the game. Um, for me, you know, Hampton's going to get some opportunity to three. Um, you know, I think, you know, I've kind of mentioned this, um, mentioned this a little bit that he, he's, he feels like to me, sort of like the odd man out in some respects. Um, he's going to have, he's, you know, someone's going to be squeezed out of this rotation. Um, there's 12, 13 players who really should be playing. Um, you know, Robin Lopez is probably not going to play at the beginning of the season. We'll talk about the center, center battle here coming up. Um, but to me, for RJ Hampton to play the three, he's got to find a way to keep his speed because that's what's got him in the league. Um, and he's got to just be stronger to be able to handle bigger players who, you know, maybe not as fast as him, but have just as much speed. Um, and so, you know, again, he's a young player. It's his second year in the league. It's not a big deal. But um, I was not impressed with how Hampton played at the small forward position during summer league because of that because just the the physicality of things really really seemed to bug him but that could be something that's changed in the last you know when was summer league in august in the last month and a half two months um oh, sorry you have you have up there ian no,
0: no no i actually
1: meant to stop speaking okay bad. no worries appreciate appreciate, it. appreciate that appreciate that um for those of you i see a few people popping into the youtube page you're free to uh, add comments um I will read off your comments I see Stephen Keller saying yes go Vols going to love this guy about Admiral Schofield um, he was also in our um in our uh, Spotify green room chat here um asking what do you foresee the reason for bringing in Schofield what role do you think he will play um, Schofield uh, you know again just adding to the small forward small forward rotation debate um Schofield uh, was a pretty solid scorer and defender at the G League level. He played for the Greensboro Swarm last year, averaged about ten points per game. Um, averaged a little bit more the year before, uh, around fourteen points per game, I believe, with the Capital City Go-Go. Um, he, he clearly has sort of that NBA body. Um, I see him as a as a as a pretty solid defender for you know guy of his skill level. Um, and and I think that he can be. Uh, I think he can be a a really good defender. And I think he can be as well a good mid-range jump shooter and someone who is able to kind of get in between the, in between the defenses and, and, and put himself uh, in a spot where he can score. Um, he's not a great three-point shooter. He shot less than 30% from beyond the arc last year. Obviously, a little bit of a small sample with the bubble and the way that it was set up. Um, he was above a 30, he was around 34, 35%, I think the year before with the go-go. Um, hasn't really gotten his opportunity in the NBA. He's, I think he's clearly kind of on the borderline of an NBA talent. Um, I think Schofield's goal in training camp is to get that second two-way contract. Um we can talk a little bit more now that we have the training camp roster about who is really in the running for the two-way contracts and who's who might you know is who might end up that spot. Um obviously Ignaz Brasdakis has got one of them. Um you know you got I think Hassani Gravett's a really good bet to maybe get that second two-way contract as well. Um but I think we'll see Schofield kind of sign either full time with the Lakeland Magic or or you know if he plays really well, you know, and the Magic don't have any use for him. Um, end up somewhere else, sort of at the end of the bench. Um, you know, I, th- I think that he's he's going to get an opportunity. Obviously, it's a great chance, great opportunity, great place for young guys to get oppor- get chances and opportunities. Um, with the likelihood that the Magic are probably going to be sitting guys and and have some injured players who are going to be slow coming back. Um, there, there I think there's I think there is opportunity there for him, but I think ultimately he's probably going to end up in the G league this year uh, and end up being a guy who is playing at the end of the bench or, or on a two-way contract for most of the season. That's that's just kind of my my sense of things at the moment. Um, before we move on, I do want to talk we'll talk about the center rotation and kind of the big center battle that we'll see here. Um, in in training camp and obviously i think it's probably the biggest and most interesting training camp battle that we have um, but before we do that let me tell you a little bit about built bar if it's not against the the, the policies here on spotify green room i'm going to do my ad read so i don't have to record these later um if you don't know i talk about built bar a lot on the lockdown magic podcast um it is probably the best protein bar that i've ever had i am not a workout guy um, i often skip my workouts um i am not someone who needs some of those those protein bars that you see at the grocery store or at the convenience store that are like 350 calories. They're essentially uh, meal replacements. Most of us don't need that. We don't need a meal to follow our workouts. We just need a quick snack to give us some energy, give us some protein to back up our workout and to get going for the rest of our day. That's what Built Bar really is. Okay, they come in great flavors that taste exactly what they say on the box, like cookies and cream or German chocolate or even like strawberry or raspberry. And not only that, they're healthy for you too. The macros are 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, and only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com.
2: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama.
1: So, I think the most interesting and, and probably most important training camp battle that we'll see is, is the backup center position. Um, this is going to be a Mobamba discussion because I think most of us have Mobamba penciled in as as the uh, as the. Uh, I'm sorry clicking on my phone here. Um, and we, most of us have Mo Bamba penciled in as the backup center for the Orlando magic. And I think that's perfectly fair. Um, I, you know, this is obviously a young team. This is a developing team. Robin Lopez has essentially said, I'm here to be a utility guy. Uh, however, the team needs to play me that that's how they want to play me. I'm going to be a veteran. I'm going to help these guys in practice, help these guys get better. That's exactly what you want to hear from the kind of veterans that you're bringing into this roster. So Mo Bamba, essentially that backup center position is for him to lose. And no player really needs a a fresh start quite like Mo Bamba. Um, that guy needs a restart. Um, he needs a new pair of eyes on him. He needs a new coach with him. He needs someone that's going to to get a little bit more out, or not necessarily get more out of him, but give him a second chance. That comes in with no preconceived notions. And and Bamba did all the right things by going to summer league, being a part of the summer league process, uh, and, and really, um, and really taking it on himself to make a good first impression. Cause obviously just him and Steve Clifford just didn't click. And, and I, 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 it's not that I think that necessarily Steve Clifford didn't like Mo Bamba. It's that Steve Clifford needed something that Mo Bamba couldn't give him. And that's consistency. And that's a young players are really difficult to give consistency. Bamba was kind of had a lot of things taken away from him. He, his health was taken away from him in his, in his first year, uh, right. When it felt like he was getting comfortable, um, this, you know, he straw, he had the injury in summer league that kept him from really having a full good summer. Then, you know, right. As he looked like he was getting better, the COVID, the COVID stop happened. Then he got a COVID really struggled to recover from that. Um, and by then, you know, Clifford had kind of moved on and, 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 kind of, you know, was looking for guys that would help him win. And at the end of the day, Bamba was still essentially a rookie, um, you know, still hadn't really get, kind of taken that next step this, this summer, you know, we talked a lot about this with Aaron Gordon and why his development seemed to slow down. Gordon's probably a little bit more talented than Bamba. Um, the reason why Aaron Gordon never took the steps we expected him to take was he had a lot of off seasons taken away from him, where he couldn't get better, where he couldn't really, where he was always coming, playing from behind. Bamba had a full off season this summer, and by all accounts, he's been healthy the entire off season, um, and that would obviously put him in a really good spot to show the kind of improvements that we're waiting to see from him. The thing is with Bamba though is the time is now. He's got to do it now. He's got to assert himself now. He's got to be a presence now because his contract runs out at the end of the year. Um, and it's and right now, honestly, you know, I, I like Mo Bamba. I think that he can still be a really solid player. I don't know if he can be a starter, but I think he can still be a, a player who can contribute and still continue to grow. But if I'm the Orlando Magic, I'm not signing Mo Bamba right now. Um, you know, I'm not putting that, that expense in. I'm not putting, putting that in. Bamba still has to show me a lot of things for me to make that kind of investment in him. So this training camp is critical for Mo Bamba. not only is he making a good first impression on a new coach in Jamal Mosley um he's also he's also fighting for his spot in the league essentially um and he cannot let Robin Lopez beat him now I don't want to make this a straight you know battle or comparison between Lopez and Bamba we know what Robin Lopez is at, at, a, at a certain level it's Bamba has to play better than Rob, than Robin Lopez than what we know Robin Lopez is even if he's close, it's probably going to be enough to edge him ahead on the depth chart. Um, but Bamba has to perform. At the end of the day, this is a league that's about performance. It's about um, it's about what you do on the court and how you contribute to winning. That's, that's really important in this league. Um, and so the biggest, probably, you know, again, it might be the easiest to answer. It might make intuitive sense that Bamba is the clear backup center. But the biggest battle in training camp is going to be the backup center spot. It's the biggest, it's not necessarily a mystery, but you know, a lot is on the line. There's the highest stakes involved in that backup center battle. Um, A lot of people, you know, I've talked to a lot of fans who still believe that Bomba can supplant Wendell Carter as the starting center. And honestly, I don't think that's crazy. Personally, I'd like to see some lineups where Carter and Bomba are playing together. I think if Carter's improved, especially his, his outside shot and as a three point shooter, um, I think you could pull that off. Um, I think, and I think that would be a really strong defensive lineup. And depending on matchups, I think, That's something that this team should absolutely explore and absolutely experiment with at some point during the season. Um, But, you know, Bamba's got to earn that spot too. bomba has got to earn that trust. bomba has got to become a much more consistent defender with his positioning. Um, You know, he can block shots, but players are not scared of going after him, not scared of of attacking him, and not scared of drawing him out. Um, He's got to be much more consistent as a defensive presence and defensive leader. Um, And obviously, I think that's that's a lot easier said than done. That's certainly a, a tricky proposition for him. Um again, I do like Bamba. I do think Bamba will ultimately be backup center at least to start the season. I think Robin Lopez is there as a veteran leader. He'll maybe get some spot appearances here and there. Um, you know, maybe uh, probably play more if there's injuries than anything else. This is still Bamba's spot to win or lose. But at the same time, Bamba's got to earn earn it. Um, there, there are no excuses now. He's He's healthy. He has a fresh start with a new coach. He has experience in the league. He played a lot at the end of last season. Um, he played decently well, put up good numbers, around 11 points per game, seven rebounds per game, block and a half per game, uh, roughly. Um, but he, he's he's he got no excuses. The injuries are gone. Steve Clifford's gone. He's got to perform. And, and if he does, uh, I think that he will, he will firmly place himself somewhere in the league. It may not necessarily be with the Magic, but it will be somewhere in the league. Um, for those watching on on YouTube, thank you for joining us for this experiment with the live mailbag. Feel free to drop your questions in the comment section. Um, I will I will be I will be happy to answer your questions here uh, on the show. I'm also live on Locker Room. Um, if you want to find me there, find me there. Or uh, sorry, on Spotify Green Room. Locker Room. Um, I'm also on Spotify Green Room. If you want to join the show that way, um, I'm taking your questions. I'll probably hang out here for another. Another like seven or eight minutes or so. I have one more topic that I was planning to talk talk about for the show, but I'd rather talk about what you want to talk about as well. So while you're getting your questions ready and, and, and maybe putting a speaker request in or, or, or coming up here, let me do some more ad reads because we got to pay the bills. Um, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now possible for your local auto chain auto parts chain store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating, questioning, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers. You, with access to rockauto.com, the warehouse is literally in your pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving truckers to for more than 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, mortar oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car truck right locked on in there. How'd you hear about us, Box So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need at rockauto.com. This podcast also brought to you by pals at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is back and better than ever, and all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the field to start another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. I want to thank everyone who's been able to join us today on YouTube as well as on. On uh, on Spotify Greenroom, I am gonna plan on doing this every Thursday at around 5 p.m. We'll do live mailbags. You know, I'll have some some content prepared, but I want to hear from you guys. Just like I want to hear from Dem underscore Dota. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Um, he asked, "Who's your surprise breakout player currently on the roster?" Um, he's also the number one Magic fan from Ohio. Appreciate you, uh, jumping in and and asking your question. Um, Dem, I don't know if that's that's your name. I'm just going by your handle. Um, surprise breakout player on the roster. Um, you know, I, I do think, you know, I do think that Chumo Kiki is going to be a lot better than people are thinking. Um, I, honestly, and I'm guilty of this too, we're, I don't think we're really talking much about Chumokiki Kiki and, and, and what he did last year and, and how good he can be. Um, I don't think he's, you know, baby Kawhi in that sense. I don't think that he's necessarily, um, I don't think that he's necessarily like a superstar level player, but this guy is at the very least like Courtney Lee levels of, of good, of good kind of young role player, role players. Um, and, and I don't see a reason why he can't have that kind of an impact. Um, we're going to talk a lot about ACL tears throughout the course of the season, because we're expecting, you know, we're expecting Markel Fultz back. We're expecting Jonathan Isaac back. Um, the way I, I often describe ACL tears, and this is just an extreme generalization here. Um, it takes a year to recover enough to be on the court. It's about nine to 12 months recovery, nine to 14, you know, I've heard it's 14 months or 10 to 14 months, but it's essentially a a full year to get back on the court, um, just being able to play again. So again, this is why we think Jonathan Isaac will be available for training camp, even in a limited capacity uh, and hopefully ready for the start of the season. It's why I'm not expecting Markel Fultz back until at least Christmas, because it takes a full year uh, to be back on the court. From there though, it takes another full year to be back to full strength. So you're kind of back where you were before the injury. Um, the issue with ACL tears and the issue with ACL injuries is not that it's not something you can recover from. It's certainly not a death sentence anymore. Um, it's it's the time it takes to recover. That's that's the trick of ACL injuries. That's That's the problem with ACL injuries. It's just time. Um, you only have so much of it, as, as the Merovingian said in The Matrix Reloaded. How can we ever have time if we can never attain time? Um, sorry, I know, I know Matrix Reloaded may, may, uh, may cause some, uh, some, some, some PTSD for some people. Um, I, too, am excited for Resurrections, and I think I'm in the minority. Matrix Revolutions is a good movie. Fight me. Um, but nevertheless, um, I do expect that Chumo Kiki, Chumo Kiki... I thought, had a really good rookie season. Um, I thought that, A, he was thrown into uh some really difficult and tricky situations um and and he took it all in stride um and we saw you know once he was comfortable you know especially after he came back from that first injury um once he was comfortable he played really well and contributed key shots to wins um against the Golden State Warriors especially but honestly you go back and watch that LA Clippers game that the Magic won in Los Angeles um he played really well i mean he was a big reason why they won that game and obviously like Michael Carter Williams defense Terrence Ross you know, really helped spark that comeback. But Chuma Okiki had a really nice individual game. And, you know, I I saw him, saw him grow and improve defensively as the season went on. You know, he, you know, Carmelo Anthony got him a bunch in that game at Portland. Um, And then Chuma, I thought did a really good job defensively on Carmelo Anthony in the, in the return trip in Orlando, which, you know, obviously was a kind of tight game, kind of not tight game. Um, And in really difficult circumstances, considering how many players the magic were missing that day with the, with the new guys, not yet arriving. Um, the, uh, the, thing, the, thing, the thing, though, is, you know, I think Chumo Kiki will develop and continue to improve as a three-point shooter. Um, I think that he will continue to get better there, and I think we'll see him really assert himself. If there's, I mean, honestly, if the Magic do end up starting Jalen Suggs at point guard and Gary Harris sliding over the two, I'd start Chumo Kiki. Uh, and, and I think really the key with Chumo Kiki is just him continuing to look comfortable and feel and feel like he can really belong on the floor. So I, I'm really excited about the year Chumo Kiki um, is slated to have. Um, let's hear from Stephen Keller from our Spotify Green Room. Stephen, how you doing, man? Stephen, are you there? Waiting for Stephen to to pop on here. Um, hey,
0: Philip. Sorry, I was on mute. I guess uh, you have to do the unmute.
1: The same no worries. You have to do Zoom and everything. It's hey, hey, technology, man. What are you going to do? I'm I'm literally I'm literally holding your phone up to to a mi- to a microphone here so so we're all doing the best we can
0: yeah appreciate your podcast been listening for years and we've interacted a little bit through the mailbag uh, a few years ago when weltman first came came on so uh really excited to hear the schofield i hadn't read the news until you said it so um my wife was a uh, all for life she graduated from ut and we i remember watching all the the ut games where he was uh you know doing a good job for them so thanks for your your input on on him there yeah um so yeah i'm just looking for this forward to this new chapter in in magic with the new coach and everything so just uh, wanted to pop on and and say hello and just a Say, appreciate you and all your coverage over the years. I, I,
1: I, I, I appreciate. I appreciate. It. I, I, I am. I am. A, I am. A, 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 I can't even think of the phrase anymore. I, I, do. I do appreciate the thanks. Um, you know, Stephen, what, what is the? Let me ask you this while I have you. What, what is the thing you are, you are most looking forward to from, from this upcoming season?
0: I uh, just seeing these young players develop. You know, Tuma. You know, just seeing all the talent we have start to just grow and develop um you know i live an hour and a half away from orlando but i grew up and you know i was went to magic games growing up with shaq and penny and over the years you know i was there the i think the day shaq scored what 59 points and most of them off of dunks. so uh but yeah my uh my wife uh just told me hey the, the girls want to go to a magic game now so uh trying to get my family into it so uh, we'll be coming down to hopefully see schofield play if he makes it, but, uh, nonetheless, uh, happy to see he's on the, t- he's on the team for at least a little bit.
1: Yep. yeah, It yeah, should, I mean, should be good. And then, you know, I, everything I've heard about Schofield, um, you know, I've, I've heard good things about him. You know, I, I think he's very, you know, Washington was a weird situation that, you know, I don't know all the details of it. Um, but you know, he's obviously a very talented player and, and I, honestly, I do think that he's probably going to end up with that second two way contract. So he'll be bouncing between Orlando and Lakeland it, at the very least, you know, you should be, you know, if you, if you don't mind a little bit of a longer drive, you should be able to catch him in Lakeland.
0: Yeah. Cool. So thanks for taking my
1: request. No, no, no problem. Thanks. Thanks for hopping on Stephen. I, pre- I appreciate, appreciate you doing that. Um, on the YouTube, our, we have a comment from Felipe Bruce from Brazil. I'm sorry if I mis- mispronounced your name there, Felipe. Um, he asks, are you afraid that magic trade for Ben Simmons based on magic's historical bad moves? We probably would give a lot for him. Um, I have been in constant debate with people about this since the Simmons thing went down. Um, I, I did a podcast on it the other day, um, with, with a pretty pretty nice caption, I felt like. Um, but um I don't think the magic should go after Ben Simmons. Uh, you know, I I I, I spoke a lot about this over the last few off seasons when the magic were kind of in that middle ground when they were in, when they were kind of in that first round ring, and I was like, well you know, at a certain point, you got to make the all-in trade um, when you're in the position the magic earn. You either got to go all the way back to the start or you got to go push your chips to the middle and really go for it. And we talked about a few different players that they could have done it for. Russell Westbrook was probably the most notable. Um, and I didn't think Russell Westbrook was the right guy to push in for because of his age, because of how it looked like he was declining. Now, Obviously, he played really well last year too. Um, and so, um, and so, it, to me, it's really about timing. Is this the right time to expend the assets that you have accumulated to go after a player like this. Now, I want to say this. Ben Simmons is a really good player. Um, ben Simmons is an all-star level player. He's an all-defensive defensive team type player. He is really good. The question is, is this a guy you want to build your franchise around? Is this the guy you want to push your chips into the middle of the table for? Um, and, and so you always have to ask kind of what the next question is. What do I have left after I trade for Ben Simmons? Um, looking at the, the players the Magic have, I don't think the Sixers would be interested in Jonathan Isaac until they see him play especially coming off that new contract, although it would certainly be a discount over what they're paying Ben Simmons. Um, I, I think really the only player that the Sixers would have any interest in trading for is Jalen Suggs. So you probably have to do Suggs, either Harris or Ross, maybe another young player, maybe, maybe I don't know who, who it would be, um, and certainly some draft draft capital. The Sixers right now are still asking for a lot in order to trade for Ben Simmons. Um, they they still have some leverage because Simmons has on a four-year deal. So you're committing a lot. Not only that, not only on top of that, if you do acquire Ben Simmons, your clock to win starts now. Um, he's on a four-year deal, so you have a little bit of time to build the team around him, but you better know exactly what that next step in the process is, what that next step to making your team a, a championship, not just not just a team that wins in the playoffs, but a championship level team, because that's the kind of player that Ben Simmons probably feels he is and and, and the kind of competition that Ben Simmons is, is frankly used to. Um, so you don't, I I don't think you do the deal on uh, do something like that unless you know what those next steps are. You could find a way, you know, if Jalen Suggs comes out or or you're watching Jalen Suggs in these pickup games and you're like, this guy's an all-star today, like he's going to be an all-star. We can, we can make the playoffs today. Um, if, you know, just, just by running Suggs and Simmons out there, if that's the case, do the deal. Um, you know, if that's the case, you know, yeah, maybe you push push all in a little early. Um, you know, again, I, I'm a big believer of. You know, I say this on uh, around the draft. Um, if you identify your player, if you identify the guy that you absolutely want, go get him. Don't don't mince words. Don't you know, kind of foot around. Go get him. If Simmons is their guy, go get him. It doesn't matter the cost. You can figure out the next part parts later. It's the NBA. You can move guys around. Um, essentially, you'll be reshaping the roster anyway. What I think is really important is not necessarily— what I really think is important about this exercise is not necessarily should the Magic go after a guy like Ben Simmons, because I, I don't think that question is interesting. Um, it, or it is interesting, but, but, but I'm not insulting the question. I, I don't think that question is, is salient or, or, or important. The important question to ask is what conditions need to happen for the Magic to get involved in a trade for a player like Simmons? You look at Minnesota, who, you know, before everything that happened in Minnesota yesterday was probably the favorite to land Simmons. They have Carl Anthony Towns. They have D'Angelo Russell. They have Patrick Beverly. They have Anthony Edwards. They have players in place where they could maybe give up a D'Angelo Russell or they could give up some players and still have a really competitive roster where Simmons is the guy that maybe takes them over the top. That's, That's where they were at. That's where I thought the Magic were at two years ago, where, you know, okay, we need Aaron Gordon maybe to take another step up and then Aaron Gordon becomes the centerpiece of the trade that gets the Magic the star that they really, really need. Um, that was, again, one of the big disappointments from the Aaron Gordon era and what Aaron, what Aaron Gordon eventually became to represent was kind of this wasted opportunity, this wasted wasted potential to be more than he is. And again, it's not that Aaron Gordon's a bad player. It's not that Aaron Gordon isn't what he is. Um, the Magic just, they drafted him. They, they put the put him in a role where he needed to be more. So the Magic, I think, aren't in this position where they can entertain these kinds of trades. No matter how talented Ben Simmons is, unless you know, like they know that Clutch is going to funnel clients to them beyond that. Um, and so I don't think that the, I think the Magic they made this decision at the trade deadline to be patient. I don't see them abandoning that this soon. Um, you know, again, I think it showed a, a lot of guts, um, and I think it showed I think it was a message to fans like, "Hey, we know we screwed up the last rebuild. We we strung it out as long as we could. We wrung everything we could out of that group." It's time to restart, and we're gonna we're gonna hopefully do it right this time. And, and obviously, the lottery was a really disappointing night for the Orlando Magic, but they ended up with a guy that a lot of people think can be that star level player. So um, I think thanks for the question, Felipe. It is definitely something that, that we're thinking about a lot. And but I just don't I don't see the Magic uh, be making that kind of move quite yet. Um, we've been on here now for about forty minutes on the YouTube channel uh, as well as on Spotify Green So I think I'm gonna close up shop for today. I want to thank everyone. Who is able to join us for um, this experiment with a YouTube live show, as well as a, a Spotify uh, kind of simul simulcast on Spotify Greenroom, so you can get your questions in. I'm going to plan on doing this every Thursday at around 5 p.m. Um, so be sure to follow me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. You see it on the screen right. Oh, hold on, right there, right there, right there. Um, you can you can see it on the screen on the YouTube channel right there. So follow me on Twitter there. That's where I'll post all the links every Thursday. So Definitely be be sure to check that out. Obviously, we are getting really really excited for the start of the season, so we're we're trying to plan and do a whole bunch of different things to get us ready for that as well. You of course follow me on Twitter at philip r underscore md. Like I said, follow the podcast on Twitter at locked on magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himo, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them. Listen on the podcast to your podcast enable listening device as well as now subscribe on YouTube. to Search for Locked On Magic if you don't find it there. Go again to my Twitter account. I'll have links there. Don't worry. You'll you'll be able to to find it and subscribe and get Locked On Magic delivered to you in whatever format or medium you want. Be sure also to check out the Locked On Bets podcast. Betting on any sport really doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening and or watching today's episode of Locked On Magic. Really, really, really appreciate you all for joining the show. However you do, we'll hopefully continue to grow and expand this as the season gets going. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Oswin Wright. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.